I love it. I you know I've I've been getting more and more into Discord as uh, as we do the the, the virtual NIF. My ventures meet all the time in, in Discord now. We're running Dungeons and Dragons in one channel. We've got oh, yeah. uh, you know regular program in another channel. It's uh, I'm loving it. Yeah, and and it's really great to separate. Uh, uh, all of our discussions are like we're we're, we're planning a big in person knock on wood if that happens, uh, but we're planning you know a week long in person camp in in August. Oh. So we've got that kind of conversation happening on one channel, and then we've got our Dungeons and Dragons stuff in a different <laughs> channel. So we can kind of <laughs> at least we can you know filter instead of one massive discussion board that has you know a ton of different off topic stuff. Kind of looks like you know an ADHD brain. It's at least yep. segregated to which channel it is, which is kind of nice. Do you have a dice rolling bot? We do. We do, uh, well, we use D and D Beyond, uh, oh, okay. and then D and D Beyond has the Avery bot, so you can just you know yep. do some magic there, uh, which is really nice because then all of your character sheets uh, are all together, and the dungeon master has access to it. Uh, uh-huh. And I've got, I mean, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll take this opportunity because I'm pretty sure that uh, I know at least his dad listens to the podcast, but uh, our dungeon master Rylan is a venture scout from another venture company. Uh, and uh, he had kind of come in hoping to kind of learn it. He had never really done it before uh, and has just done an amazing job uh, running running the campaign. And I think at this point right now, he's transitioning from one campaign to another campaign of his own devices. And nice. so, yeah, through... Yeah, and, and I'm just, I'm so thrilled. And every uh, and a lot of this time, we haven't had, you know, we've been doing extra D&D games and so we don't necessarily have the, the scouters to be too deep, but I mean, they're venturers and their dungeon master is a youth and the youth are there. And so I just get a wonderful, you know, multi-paragraph recap of what happened. And so every week I get to read the next chapter of the story as played out by the, uh, by the characters, which is really oh, cool. Nice. Really cool to watch. Yeah. Nice. He's just absolutely uh, uh, amazing at doing this. Well, there are, yeah, you know what? There are people like that uh, who can just yes, they they can, and they're a treasure to find when you when you do have one. Um, yeah, well, good... and their, well, their whole their whole D and D journey started off with actually somebody outside of scouting um, came in as kind of that like subject matter expert and uh, uh, is actually a parent of one of our Beaver Scouts and was was oh, running. Nice basically four meetings and got us far enough into the minds of of uh Fandolin that uh uh-huh. it was like okay great this is this is good the kids were the uh, the ventures were were on board with it and kind of liked it and then we went from virtual back to in person so we said well duh and we <laughs> got out to camp and you know kind of did some stuff and then well christmas happened and we haven't seen the light of day since uh but uh, but right. they kind of gone back into it and I mean, we, he did his four meetings, and so of course now you know there's a little bit of extra requirements to bring in you know an outside adult into scouting, and so it it was this awesome opportunity where I was going to bridge the gap and kind of take the reins, and uh, and and Ryland came on board, and so we kind of co-DM'd, but we didn't co-DM for very long because it was <laughs> clear that he clearly had a gift, and I just kind of said, okay, have fun, <laughs> you're doing amazing. Let me know if I can help you. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now I know my daughter's scout group has done a couple of sessions of D and D as well. Um, although they've moved on to other things, Among Us, of course, has also been a thing at the fore of 
a lot of their adventures. They were big fans of playing werewolf around the campfire anyways. So cool. and it's the same basic rule set. I remember when we started it, we wanted to finish it off or, 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 or at least finish off the mines. And then the next one we were, I was really hoping to introduce was the, the frozen, uh, what is it? Ice, ice Dale, ice rim Dale, something like that. Oh, Icewind um, Dale? Yes. Yeah, we were to go into basically to take the next D&D campaign into the frozen wasteland, but hoping this was back when, you know, optimism was strong that we would be back in person by January, February, and uh, eh. we, would, we could go and do a, you know, hot tent hike where we could, you know, go out into Algonquin or, or into, well, Algonquin Large Provincial Park in Ontario anyways. Um, yeah. Kind of go through and do, it didn't have to make the miles, but at least put all the stuff we need on our back and set up the hot tent and at nighttime play the, 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 the campaign to occupy our time. And in the daytime, pack everything up and, you know, add another few kilometers on snowshoe, which would yep. have been really cool. But that, uh, that went out the window pretty fast. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll go put in the summer. will work. We'll do, maybe we'll do salt <laughs> marsh on, <laughs> on the high seas and we'll do a canoe trip through Algonquin. <laughs> there you go. That'll be all right. So, but yeah, uh, lots of okay. fun. Okay. So, now, this is not uh, Dungeons & Dragons stuff you should know. No. This is scouting stuff you should know. And while it is uh, not a bad idea to, you know, see if your scouts or vents would be interested in firing up a D&D campaign, that isn't what we are here to talk about today. Um, hi, everybody out there. Scouter Ken at this end of Discord, and you probably recognize the voice by now. He's been on the podcast a few times. Scouter Mike is joining us again from Niagara Council. Hey. No, it's not Niagara. Your first Niagara no, in Battlefields Council. Right. Yeah, First Niagara is where I hang my hat, and uh, I guess Battlefields Council is the other necker that I right. uh, that I wear. Right there, we go. Glad we got that straightened out. <laughs> so, um, and as is often the case, you are joining us with uh, news and some discussion about events that are happening. So, of course, we've had you on to talk about popcorn in the past. We've had you to talk about the uh, virtual campfire, which we've now done what three of, I think. Three, I guess, two of. Two official kind of standalone campfires, and then the third mm. one we did was the tail end of the the colossal, amazing Scout Week. Right, uh, right. To kind of close it off the show, but yeah, three three so far as far as production value goes. Yeah. So, and hopefully more to come. Uh, still like the idea, but you have something else that you wanted to talk about with. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping at this point it's not a huge surprise because uh, right. I know we've been doing a ton of, uh, or at least the communications team, and and this has been you know the big, uh, I don't know if it's been the best kept secret in in scouting because <laughs> scouting doesn't have very many secrets. Um, but we some have, of the advance notice was a little bit public. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we have uh, we've got Les Stroud who's partnered up with us uh, nationally to run the Great Eight Challenge. Which, yes. Uh, I guess the boilerplate is eight weeks of uh, challenges, eight eight separate challenges over the course of eight weeks, starting. And I guess uh, I'm not sure how 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 magical the the post production of of the podcast is these days. But starting this morning, yeah. 6 a.m. Eastern time, uh, we got our first challenge uh, issued to us by Les Stroud, uh, which is really exciting. But every Monday, I'm hoping 6 a.m. because that's a, a great wake up call for the week. Uh, yeah. But every morning we have a, uh, uh, or every Monday morning, we'll have a new adventure for the next eight weeks to respond to, and and all of which are section specific. Uh, so we've got kind of a beaver challenge, a cub challenge, and then the older section. And kind of as we move through each uh, each section, can kind of take the week 
to kind of plan out what their response is going to be uh, and then do their response and submit them in for, uh, uh, I don't know if I'd call them fake internet points, but I'm super excited to have uh, this like national leaderboard that's going to uh, basically pit, you know, well, I know from the council commissioner standpoint, it's totally pitting council commissioner against council commissioner. And there's a whole separate side challenge happening on, on the national service team with that. <laughs> yep. But so, uh, yeah, lots of prizes and such. Mm-hmm. So first off, maybe let's have a, a quick word about, because you mentioned his name, but let's just sort of quickly establish who Les Stroud is. He's also known by the nickname Survivor Man. Yeah, Survivor Man. All one word, Survivor Man, not Survivor-Man. Uh, I know sure. he's corrected people on Twitter before. <laughs> uh, but Les Stroud is a, uh, he's actually a native of Ontario. Uh, I think he's in the the, the Penetanguishing area, if I'm not, no, Tomogamy area. Okay. But uh, um, awesome survivalist. So he's kind of got two loves in his life. Uh, he's got a love of filmmaking, and he had a love of survival. And and so he kind of, you know, nobody in, at the time was putting these two things together. And so he put filmmaking and survival training together and pitched it to the Discovery Channel and and ended up with a Discovery series uh, ooh, a number of years ago now, I'm not going to, I won't go on record and, and say how many, but a number of years ago, uh, Survivor Man was the TV show um, well before Netflix. So it was, uh, uh, I know I watched every week. It was a, it was a fantastic, fantastic series. Essentially, so he would I take just quickly Googled equipment. it. Uh, I just quickly Googled it. The first episode aired April 6, 2005. So we're Perfect. coming up yeah, on what, 16 years ago. And the oh, uh, wow. last episode, um, was December 13, 2016. So that was seven seasons in total. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I know it was, um, I know I remember watching it all the time. I, I absolutely loved it. And it's actually one of the reasons that brought me back into scouting uh, mm. was, you know, wow, like this is, this is actually really cool stuff. Like I want to learn how to do some of this stuff and, you know, understand it uh, a bit more. Um, and so essentially, essentially the show uh, uh, that, that kind of kicked that all off, he would take his camera equipment into some remote wilderness and survive for seven days. Um, I remember, you know, the, 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 there's, a, there's an episode in the Arctic. Uh, I think he's done the desert. He's done swamps. He's done basically all over the, all over the world, I think, in those seven seasons. Yeah, like it's important would, to understand that we're not just talking about him exploring Canada. Not that there's a lot of cool stuff. No, no. There isn't stuff to explore in Canada. But like the first season, let's see, Canadian Boreal Forest, Arizona Desert, Costa Rica, Georgia Swamp, the Arctic, uh, the Canadian Rockies, the Utah Canyonlands, um, simulating a plane crash in Ontario, lost at sea near Belize. And uh, it just kind of got crazier from there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? I'll always got to up the ante. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to... I think what I really loved about it is that it was, uh, I mean, there's a lot of kind of survival TV. Certainly YouTube is lathered with, um, but he, he actually did it. Uh, and he would go, he would research. And, and, and you know, I remember seeing a behind the scenes where he would meet with experts of the area, right? Obviously living in Ontario, I don't know the first thing about surviving in a desert. I mean, I could probably, you know, do a pretty good job, you know, in Ontario in the summertime. Um, right. But, you know, when we're talking the desert, well, the plants are very different. Animals, very different. Arizona has poisonous things. We're in Ontario. We're, it's not the first thing that I'd be afraid of. And yep. so he would, he'd meet with people and educate himself. But, but the footage was real, right? I mean, there was nobody else around him. And, you know, he would have to, you know, have the camera equipment and survive, plus also film it. 
it was it was really cool. It was really cool to watch. And he's an awesome guy. I've met him a couple times at, at nice. different outdoor shows and back when we used to go to trade shows and meet people and shake hands. It was uh, that was a time quite great. I know, right? But uh, but I guess the big the big thing here is he's got a new book out. Uh, and his new book is uh, focused. Uh, it's more of a kid's book, uh, so it's focused on some of you know the highlights of his adventures. And uh, the really cool part is uh, the challenges that he's issuing are coming out of this book, right? And so, uh, and I can't go too specific because I know your audience is is, is both uh, on the scouter side, but also on the youth side. So I don't want to go specific into which challenges because it's really nice to keep that a bit of a a bit of a surprise. But as far as resources. There is a scouter guide, um, and if you're, you know, your council uh, uh, key three would definitely have it, or or program support, or well, relationship support scouters. Um, you know, your primary support role would give you, or would be able to give you the link, and it basically is a PDF document that has all of the the some guidelines or some of the uh, inklings of what the challenges are to help section scouters kind of prepare to help and facilitate that program. So when the youth see the video, hopefully for the first time on that Monday, right, they can plan their response to the challenge. But as a scouter, you kind of have a little bit of an idea. So you can kind of help facilitate in, in the background. Really yeah. cool. Definitely. And uh, yeah, I know I've seen the PDF you're talking about. So, but yeah, we're kind of supposed to keep it under wraps a little bit. So it's all it's all the magic, right? So there was a, there was a couple info sessions last week uh, that I hope lots of people were able to go. I know the one that I was on had you know three four hundred folks on it, just staggering. Um, and I know that there was uh, uh, Mark Chamberlain, uh, one of the facilitators, program support manager, was talking about showmanship, uh, and that that's really the you know, we know that as scouters, if we're gonna if we're gonna pull together an amazing program, part of that so, show or part of that program and part of that engagement is the showmanship. Right. If we're doing a Harry Potter camp, right? If your scouters come in dressed as a wizard with a huge staff and you know maybe a, a fake owl on their shoulder, we know that the kids are going to be more engaged. Right? Walking into the room, you're yep. already bringing the energy, and the kids will match you and exceed your energy level every single time, uh, which is which is great. So part of the showmanship for this is you know keeping that under wraps. Right? It is a challenge, and so if it is you know pre-prepared, it, it loses a little bit of the magic, a little bit of the sparkle. Yeah. So, but I mean, I guess we can talk about this week's challenge at least, um, because of course Absolutely. it has now launched as it's of 6 a.m. Today, we're recording this on Monday, and I don't know if I'm going to have quite enough podcast food to get this out the door by Monday evening, but Tuesday is probably, well, actually, I hope I can now that I think about it, because tomorrow and then Wednesday, oh my gosh. Anyways, um, so yes, challenge has launched this week, and the challenge for this week is called Far Out Feast, and like you mentioned... It is, uh, it's derived from um, Les Stroud's book, which is called Wild Outside, Around the World with Survivor Man. And apparently oh, right you. now, you can order it from Anik Press with promo code SCOUTS, all caps, to get 25% off if you are curious to have your own copy. Anyways, coming it, back it to... It didn't really... I, 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 mine arrived last week. And I kind of took quickly flipped through it to kind of kind of see the format and stuff. It's really cool. And nice. even uh, you could you could even derive challenges outside of the eight because it doesn't match it necessarily chapter for chapter. Um, right. But I mean, you could you could derive many more challenges out of the well. I mean, less less has done a lot of crazy stuff. So you could you could derive challenges from uh, a lot of different parts of that book. Oh, I'm sure. So the uh, 
So let's talk a little bit about like what the structure of the first week challenge is. So the first week, the th- the theme is far out feast. And like you mentioned a little bit earlier in the podcast, there are sort of three categories. There's a beaver category, there's a cub category, and then there's the senior sections category, scouts, vents, I guess rovers too. Um, obviously with a name like far out feast, the c- challenge here is cooking related and kind of specifically just reading from the materials here, the, the challenge is put this way. Everything is closed, even the grocery store. Mm. We're a little far off of that, that but that was, you know, there yeah, was a yeah, time. This is, this is purely hypothetical, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You can't leave your house, but you have to eat. So you must use what you have on hand. And I like here that they actually give the connections with some of the badges, right? So that's chef, beaver, cub and scout hobby badges, um, and then also the strategic development goal number three, good health and well-being. It's neat that the materials kind of tie that all in. There's some other resources like easy camping recipes and camp stove recipes and things like that. So the challenge breaks down thusly. For the beavers, there's no cooking involved. They just have to make something out of some fruits they have on hand. So like, for example, my daughter would happily make some, my daughter who is in beavers would happily make something. It says here, no cooking, make something out of apples, bananas, grapes, and chocolate. Now she would happily have the apples, grapes, and chocolate. Bananas will make her run out of the room. She hates them. But everything else, she, and actually she does already make herself fruit salads like all the time. So this challenge is like right up her alleyway. And in like manner, my scout, well, she wants to be a chef or a baker anyways. So she will love this challenge. And before we talk about the senior sections challenge, so like I say, beavers, you're essentially making yourself like a little fruit salad, cutting up the little bits, assuming your beaver is in your estimation, safe to use a knife with supervision, um, and then putting it all together in a bowl and, you know, enjoying it and take pictures during the challenge, obviously make sure that those are getting Absolutely. uploaded as you go. Um, yeah. So I, I think the really cool part about this is, I mean, it, with everything in scouting, right, it's not necessarily a prescriptive prescriptive kind of challenge right so right. so the, the 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 story that les is talking about is eating something right something far out yeah he's got bugs for instance uh, and the video <laughs> that he launched this morning is about eating bugs and 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 one of the uh i think specifically there's two bugs that he ate two and they looked really big and juicy one was delicious one not so much um but you know as far as protein survival all, all of that the challenge for him was really to eat something uh, or eat something that you know he wasn't comfortable with so we can really extrapolate yeah. from this challenge especially maybe in the beaver scouts and the cub scouts a lot of this is not necessarily eating an exotic uh you know eating a cricket or eating a mealworm or or something that has you know a real ick or squeam fact um, but really it's the challenge of picky eating right i yes. mean we're in a world of abundance well put yourself out of a situation where where you've got everything I don't like bananas, so I'll eat an orange. Well, maybe, and maybe that challenge or that little out of your comfort to challenge yourself to eat something you don't like, mm-hmm. right? Or challenge yourself to cook in a way that you've never done before. And so it's really, maybe this is because I've got a beaver hat on and a venturing hat on later in that evening. <laughs> uh, but I mean, challenge to me, I mean, we, we bring it all the time. Um, and yep. we'll, we'll always kind of... You know, Push out of that comfort zone, right? Here's where you're sitting right now. And does that mean, you know, the challenge is to cook a meal without actually cooking it, right? Maybe the mm. challenge for a beaver scout is with parents who, right, to learn a little bit about how to prepare a fruit. They've never used a knife before. Okay, so maybe there's a little bit of personal development 
obviously yeah. safety safety is key and you know there's there's a whole you could go down a whole a whole you know, road down that way yeah but, and i mean that's like kind of so, a really cool part yeah it is and i mean like i guess then that kind of flip you know in my particular context right like my beaver scout makes her own lunches for the most part anyways um and sometimes makes us salads for dinner time so like yeah. she's pretty far along the food prep curve already so i got to think how i can like twist this to sort of push her a little bit and i think that's the really think cool i'll part, lose right? the banana argument no matter how i present it but maybe i can try <laughs> and push the challenge in other ways yeah and that and that's and that's really it right i mean it, it's a less is this viewing a challenge and 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 i think that it a challenge is but as personal as it as it possibly can be um mm-hmm. and and you know maybe it is right maybe maybe using a knife is is challenging for for some but not others and so it's yeah. pushing that and saying if it's if it's the method of cooking for a beaver scout or 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 you know adding a different ingredient to, to something and i know on the on the cub side of things switching over kind of to that next section up uh, yes. it's looking at you know cooking a meal but adding an interesting ingredient right yeah, i mean something about, unusual yeah what about cocoa powder into your your spaghetti mm. that doesn't sound particularly like it could be something, but maybe there is something there, right? I know, I know I've made chili and I was this year, actually, I rediscovered Cincinnati chili, just like chili with chocolate. And it was amazing. Ah, uh, I've never, never would have thought about it. Yeah. Never would have thought about it. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, dark chocolate is now getting put into your chili and it's a whole new chili continuum. Um, but without pushing yourself and kind of trying it, yeah, uh, never, you'd never go down that. We on the subject of chili, we've done that a couple of times actually. So, like one, I think coffee has become a regular ingredient in our chili. It wasn't always, but it has. Very cool. And then also, my wife is a big fan of serving chili over. And I want to say this is a Kansas thing, but or a Kansas City thing. But don't quote me on that. Um, but serving the chili over a cinnamon bun. Ooh, I can see how that'd be really good. Yeah. So. I like- yeah, we were we're definitely there on the chili food challenge, but uh, but yeah. So and it, it's good to you that you mentioned that you know each week there's like a video from Les that's you know introducing uh, the challenge in a very particularly Survivor Man kind of way, like you say, eating Absolutely. bugs. Um, but then yeah, so beavers, that's you know a level of challenge, and then the cubs, it steps it up a little bit. So whereas the beavers, it's like no cooking, make something out of just you know raw ingredients. Cubs, you must use some sort of camp stove or a fire if local regulations allow. Um, so like around here, I'd have to wait till Saturday evening. But the challenge to the Cubs is cook your favorite meal and then add in that unusual ingredient. Uh, the exactly. example they give here is chocolate and pasta sauce. Yeah. And then they also break it out based on what stage you're at. So if you're at stage one and two, Alberta, Ontario, you know, a few other places where you either have to meet only virtually or you can like just meet in person, but it has to be outdoors. Their guidelines are, you know, a simple meal that can be cooked individually, like uh, a tinfoil dinner or boil in a bag meals. Hey, we did an episode on tinfoil dinners just recently. Um, Or if you have enough within your group, individual camp stoves or propane stoves, or again, like materials to lay and light a fire. Um, And then if you're in stages three and four, so that's where you can either start to do like indoor meetings or like even overnight stuff. Um, Again, camp stoves, materials to lay and light a fire, and ingredients for a meal that the cubs can cook together, again, with that additional weird ingredient. So definitely a step up. And again, coming back to that idea of, you know, sort of pushing it a little bit, right? Like trying to 
challenge them to to put things together that maybe they normally wouldn't. Absolutely, and I have I've got I've got a great and, and this is challenge and scouting and adaptability is all all together. I had a conversation with my ventures uh, this morning, right? As soon as the challenge went, I sent the link off to them and all right, let's start thinking about how how we're going to do this. Uh, and I had one venture came back and said, like, no, like, I just, I can't, like, I, like we're not going to the grocery <laughs> store. We're not leaving the house. I'm like, it, it, you know, I've, she's got um, a grandmother at home that's, that's not, you know, in the, in the, the spitting image of health. Right. So they're very, very calm as far as, you know, only necessary trips, very much a uh, letter of the uh, letter of the stay at home order. And so she's like, I, I can't go get something weird. Like I can't go buy cricket flour. I'm not going to PetSmart to buy you know, mealworms, even though I did find out that mealworms you can order through DoorDash at PetSmart, ah. which I thought was absolutely hilarious. You could whip up some gach for yourself at home. I think it's for your lizard or your toad, but I mean, still, you know, yeah. beaver scouts can eat mealworms, right? I, um, I, I mean, maybe. I, I'm told that gach <laughs> is supposed to be wriggling. If it's not wriggling, then it's, you know, spoiled. <laughs> there you go. Or roasted. I think you can roast them or, to get a wonderful yeah. je ne sais quoi. But... Uh, <laughs> But no, so she, she said, I can't, I can't put anything weird in, in my meal. And, and, you know, and even still, I'm cooking for my family. So, like, they're not going to eat it. And so I said, okay, well, let's, let's, let's figure out how can we challenge you. And I think she said dinner tomorrow night was going to be a chicken, chicken Caesar salad. I said, great. Well, I'm really, you know, my condolences. I heard about that terrible fall down the stairs you took. And now all of a sudden your dominant arm is broken. Can you challenge yourself to make the entire meal with only the use of your non-dominant hand? Oh, there you so go. So there's ways that we can, you know, we can always adapt. We can always, I mean, with, <laughs> I guess I can challenge a venturer in almost any situation uh, and find some way, uh, some way to make it, you know, fun and engaging. But, but, you know, this is a case where, you know, we have to push it a little bit different. Maybe there's not a weird ingredient. Maybe the method of cooking needs to change or. Yeah, some can, circumstance know, change. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, challenge is, is, is personal, right? So I mean, we can adapt in, in any number of ways. Actually, I was. Uh, I was on the Scouts Canada discussion page yesterday, and someone was talking about this, and they were saying they're going to try and theme all of the Grade Eight challenge to pirates. <laughs> so it's all kind of like, and it, it works really, really well, right? All of the different challenges as they come out, right? If you put them in a pirate themed, they really work, right? I mean, okay, now you're on a pirate ship. Okay, well, there's you can't exactly go looking for grubs on a pirate ship, but like maybe there's you know there's a calcium deficiency or a vitamin C deficiency or or everything that you have to make comes from a can, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like different you know different parts of uh, uh, different parts of the challenge done in different ways, and I thought you know what this is so scouting, right? So creative to respond to something, adapt to it, and make it super fun for the for the kids. Three hundred and sixty-five hardtack recipes for your year at sea. Oh goodness gracious! Oh, I that's, oh. <laughs> oh, hardtack is not my favorite food, <laughs> nor mine. Uh. But I think the really the really cool part that I love about this challenge, and you know, hats off to the program team for this, is is the so this the the, the great eight challenge is part of the spring into adventure campaign, and so there's there's a couple different elements. So we have a scouter con or a scout scout con of scouter development happening simultaneously to the grade eight challenge. And it's not just that they're happening at the same time. The, the various objectives are dovetailing very beautifully. So for example, last Thursday, there was a scouter development uh, uh, workshop on cooking, 
coincidentally enough, right? Foreshadowing aside, huh. here How we are on that? Monday. Les Stroud is challenging us to a cooking challenge. Uh, and so, again, right, this coming, and I don't think it's Thursday because they've scattered them around the week so that they're available to a bunch of different people. So if your section meeting night is on Thursdays, well, then, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't go to the scatter development thing. Um, and honestly, I think there's 30 or 40 or I, I couldn't even count, actually, uh, how many different courses and workshops that are going on right now because there's basically something every day. Uh, for either group commissioners, group support scouters, they've got kind of their own stuff. And then we've got section scouters that are that are matching the following week's challenge. So we've kind of got, and, you know, it kind of sounds similar, right? We've got a planning aspect of this happening through, you know, the David Hustis Learning Center. And if that's, you know, that's the easiest way to find out who, what, where, when, uh, there are links in the scouter guide in the calendar. But honestly, if you just go to the David Hustis Learning Center, yeah. um, it's all interactive. The calendar's there. You can register right there. And I think the calendar in the scouter's guide is just going to link you back there anyway. So you're probably going to end up there at the end. Um, For sure. But you've kind of got that planning element. And then you know we give it to our youth and then facilitate them in the doing, uh, which is great because then we've kind of got that plan do piece. And of course, you know the review comes at a youth level. Um, it's also you know, fun as how to put that bow in and how did you learn what did you learn that you didn't learn before how good is a cricket <laughs> would you eat it again yeah and you know it's and funny so you mentioned yeah. cricket flour because that is part of the challenge to the senior section is like find that unusual ingredient cricket flour by the way for those who aren't familiar is exactly what it sounds like it's flour mm -hmm. or at least it's like a grainy powdery stuff made entirely out of crickets um so not so much starchy as proteiny but yeah i i I've, i'm not a um I'm not a bug eater. I mean, I've eaten cicadas and mealworms and crickets and, and all of that uh, in like a, an event type situation. They're not a staple in my diet. Uh, but I have heard uh, so a lot of people that, that vegetarianism, for example, for ethical reasons, the factory, the red meat, sustainability of the primary. They right. don't necessarily have anything against eating an animal. But I mean, as far as the, the, the factory farm and environmental ability people, that's where we're go vegetarian. Um, they'll often, or, or, or one of the options available to them to get that protein is using something like cricket. Because insects, there's hundreds of thousands, and well, I mean, that's even a low number. So many crickets or uh, that, that food source is so sustainable and so regenerative that it, you know, a lot of times that's a place where they'll get protein to make yep. sure that they've got that nutritious balance. It is readily Indeed. available. I haven't necessarily gone looking for cricket flour. It's not, uh, but I but I can say you could probably put in a lot of a lot of ingredients or a lot of recipes because it kind of crickets have kind of a nutty uh, a nutty flavor. I actually I should say if you're looking at eating a cricket, uh, if you do have a peanut allergy or a shellfish, uh, for some reason uh, crickets are, are could be to potential allergens for people that are in those either nuts or, or tree nuts or uh, shellfish allergy. So maybe uh, the, the shellfish one I can I can get I since can see you know that. yeah the shellfish one I get since you know most bugs do have exoskeletons and yeah that makes would sense. somewhat relate to shellfish in that way um, the peanut one I admit baffles me a little bit but all right yeah 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 I just, I know we've uh, uh, um, like I said having an epipen around or making sure that that's part of that risk management plan if that's something that is happening uh, or you know your youth are happening just a nice you know making sure that parents are aware maybe you know 
behind the camera or beside the camera yeah. on the standby if that's the if that's the case. I don't know if anybody wants to go to the hospital right now unless it's you absolutely have to. So it would <laughs> best to avoid. Just yeah, yeah. maybe the different challenge or a, a different different challenge in that situation. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just you know interesting that we find it. it it's just a thing that like i say it, the reason we're talking about it listeners is literally like it's in the program materials you know they they mentioned that one specifically as like exactly. some example just wild and out there unusual ingredient for the senior sections to tackle and really that's kind of the point is that there's a uh the challenge grows with each level so um you know and you see that in sort of the weeks to follow how the beaver the beavers if it's like sort of more an equipment-based challenge, the beavers get to start with a lot more additional equipment. And by the time you get to scouts, there's barely anything on the uh, supply list. Um, so the, uh, the challenge level really grows. Cool. Yeah, which is really, I mean, it makes it, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Uh, I mean, because of course with, with equipment, you've got to have that equipment. Uh, and I know Ontario, we're, well, I mean, we're making national news right now as far as how, how locked down and restrictive we are. So we might have to get creative, right? I mean, if, if for instance, maybe foreshadowing a challenge to come might involve a tarp, right? Well, a tarp looks a lot like a blanket. So perhaps maybe a blanket could be used, in, right? Uh, so we can try and substitute or adapt as best as we can, uh, because we don't necessarily want everybody to run out to the hardware store to get a tarp right. for their scouting challenge when really is that is that a necessary there's one thing if you're already there or you know if you're you know out and about for work and it's convenient you know set well if you're there for an essential purpose already but we don't necessarily want to be having people running around shopping for the sake of yeah getting well and i mean your- too like you know you can improvise right okay you don't have a tarp at Absolutely. home uh a blanket will suffice as a stand-in you know yeah hmm. <laughs> you just need something that is that behaves in a generally blanket or tarp-like way for the purpose of actually accomplishing the challenge this time around. And then, you know, yeah, whenever you're actually able to go out adventuring on your own again, just buy a tarp and bring it along, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think I, the, the way I, I would say it, the, the tarp challenge specifically, we don't necessarily, in our scout group, I mean, our expectation is that the beavers probably... I mean, if they've been with us for a, for a couple years now, um, you know, we try and encourage them to purchase a tarp because then, you know, we wrap all their stuff in a tarp when we go out to the. You know, um, right. But if they're new to our colony this year, then you know, they haven't necessarily had that that experience or or that you know, purchasing. But even if they didn't necessarily bring a tarp last year, it wasn't really a big deal. Um, in Cubs, when you start doing a little bit more camping, right, and now all of a sudden a tarp would be something that is probably part of that personal kit. I mean, by venturers, oh yeah, you've got that tarp, you know how to use it, you know, hopefully you've got some skill with some knots to, to kind of help out with it. So as the, the gear list for beavers in the challenge kind of dwindles, right, the skill set that the venturers have or potentially the gear that they have available to them just as their own personal stores build up over the years that they've had in the program has been less of a challenge. And, you know, hopefully maybe there's even some siblings in the program. Beavers can use an older sibling gear. Uh, for the challenge and then the challenge for the older sibling is well how do you do it without because you've given your tarp to your brother or your sister and now how are you going to do the challenge without it for sure yeah all right so i mean i guess that kind of covers it in a nutshell right it's like we've got the uh i guess the last the last part is the is the submitting the submission piece 
Ah, um, yeah. And so you know what? This would actually be good to challenge. touch on because like I'm looking at the documents and they say submit and I'm looking at the website and it says, you know, submit, but I'm a little unclear just at a cursory glance. Oh, there's the submit button. <laughs> there so. is. It was, uh, I think it went live this morning. Uh, hmm. um, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, but it is, uh, it's a submit form, uh, on the, the, the grade eight challenge website. Uh, so as you're there, you kind of hit the submit button and then, uh, the form pops up essentially what we'd love to see, of course, ease of, uh, is having the section scouters put in that form and how many youth were involved. There's a pretty basic questions, uh, to get a, an idea of it. And then, uh, you'll be put into the leaderboard. Radio. Uh, which is really come. I, uh, it was really, really, really fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing the leaderboard, <laughs> how how things are happening. I've got. Uh, I know uh, the council commissioners have a bit of a challenge that we've uh, we've undertaken. Um, so uh, even this morning, uh, when the video popped up, I know we had uh, had it pop up in our team's uh, message, and I instantly went on because Battlefield is we're going to rock this. Uh, I know it's only day one, but like we're going to rock this. And I've got some pretty good confidence in our ability and our, and our scouts here in our council. Uh, not even five minutes after I confidently stated how much Battlefield is going to own this challenge, I see the council commissioner, Dean Post, from Central Escarpment, not only doing the challenge, cooking his breakfast outside, <laughs> already, already responding you know, early, early this morning. So uh, Dean is going to be some fierce competition. I didn't see any cricket flour in his breakfast, and I didn't see anything, you know, wiggling out of the sides of it. But uh, uh, it was outside on an alcohol stove, which is kudos to him. And uh, I, I'm going to say my dinner is going to have to be, um, you know, wiggling if I'm going to have to beat his uh, or rise to his challenge. <laughs> nice. I know. I think this week we've put the challenge sort of individually to the beavers, and then we'll sort of aggregate results from them. Um, I think. We're doing it, going to try and do something like it in person with our Cubs, though. So we'll see Ooh, how that fantastic. goes. But yeah, uh, just to kind of touch on the submit form, sorry, just to quickly um, put this out there, yeah. because I want to I put this out there just so it's clear. Uh, the submissions are intended to be at like a per group level, right? Yes. Uh, or sorry, it's per, per, section, per section. Or per section level, sorry, yes. Yeah. So if, 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 if each, you know, other contact section scouter or one of the, the scouters in the uh, it, it would be best if they were to figure out uh, of, you know, of the 20 youth, we had eight participate in the challenge. It was virtual, it was in-person or a hybrid of, um, and that way those numbers can get aggregated in. Not necessarily yeah. indicative for like the group to submit, you know, here's our form. It's got all five sections. So what we'd be looking at on a section by section basis to put onto the, onto the, that would be, that would be just ideal if that could happen. Right. I, I mean, would it, love it, to see. Sorry, go ahead. There's going to be some homework on the back end because, like, I'm looking at it and it's like, okay, it's asking for the full name of the person doing the submission, their email, their scouting role, you know, fairly standard questions. Select your section. How many youth participated in this week's challenge? There's a drop down box. Uh, what challenge did you use complete this week? There are a bit of a spoiler alert here, you know, because it's like it's giving you, uh, you can select any of the eight challenges. So it's kind of like a bit of a spoiler alert on that one, right? Uh, uh, a little bit. Now, the, the challenges, with that being said, I mean, if you wanted to submit the week one challenge in week two or week three, uh, that, that's fine as well. That's the true. Challenges, 
don't necessarily even have to be done in chronological order. We do want it would be really nice to see them, you know, uh, and, and and if 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 I were to say, you know, or if I were to try and operationalize it as far as how I'm doing it in my sections, right? On the Sunday, right, I'll talk to my other scouters, right, and say, okay, this is the challenge coming up. How how do yeah. we feel about it, right? The 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 challenge drops or the video goes live on you know the Monday, Monday morning. morning. Right, we'll send it out to the youth uh, or or youth parents at that point, and then we'll have a discussion about it. Uh, now the venturers, we can have a discussion through Discord or through whichever. Um, so then when we actually get to our meeting, right, we can focus on responding to the challenge. Um, but if it's an individual piece, they can do it over the course of that week. It's and true. then on the Sunday, when you know, as a section team or as a facilitation team, we're coordinating the next week's challenge. We'll submit this week's challenge. It's what true. I'd love to see, and what I told, or, or what I told, what I hope my venturers are, are going to do is just post it organically to their social media, right? Tagging Scouts Canada. Oh, and, and then you can just aggregate it all together. Survive with less. Exactly. Then, then, then I just see it and I, I will grab the picture. Um, if they're doing individual challenges, um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll well, depending on, um, but probably throw all the pictures together in a little bit of a collage and submit that um, or pick the best one, right? And maybe it's a challenge that you yeah. have in your section that as a scouter or as a scouter team, you know, you pick which youth responded to the challenge the best and submit that one in as, as your section submissions. Could do that too. Um, yeah, just yeah. looking at the form a little bit more here. So obviously there's like a spot to browse and attach files and you can just sort of add like just a little blurb about what you love most about this challenge. What did they learn? You can specify if it was done virtually or in person or hybrid. The thing that I think is going to make some work on the back end is that there's no, because you mentioned earlier, this is going to be like a council versus council challenge, but all Ooh. the form asks is what region of Canada you're located in, Western, Central, or Eastern. There's no uh, actual specific, there's no place to actually specify what council I'm with. My favorite thing to say here in Battlefields is, have you met Consuela? Which is our program support manager. <laughs> fair uh, but enough, the program fair team in the background, I think, is going to be going, I think that's their, their, their piece uh, as they're getting these submissions and populating this leaderboard. That's what I'm really excited to see this leaderboard because there's a couple of things in my head that I'm trying to figure out. Wait a second here. There's a lot of data correlation that's going to have to go into that, yeah. Exactly. Ah, yeah. Uh, they have access to all of that stuff. I mean, exactly. it shouldn't be too, too that's hard. That's what but... my scouts is for. Yeah. Just make sure exactly. that you spell your section correctly and it'll it'll all be fine. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. All so that's, right. And that's the really cool part is that and, and 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 I mean submitting it to Scouts Canada for fake internet points is fantastic. And and yes. there are some real prizes that are happening, right? I mean, it would be really cool. Uh Les Stroud doing your next meeting right whether it's a virtual meeting or even an uh -huh. in-person meeting right that's a pretty cool thing that's a big right? deal I mean, he's a really cool dude but i mean to teach survival or to have uh you know an in-depth you know survival uh meeting with with les stroud that's that's awesome uh as well as some other you know i think that uh you know the crest itself is is an awesome an awesome piece as well so submitting in and putting it uh together for these prizes a little bit of an incentive um, for sure. but don't forget you've got social media right and if your if your group has a facebook page or if your section has a facebook page uh that's particularly public facing uh or even you yourself as a as a scouter and, and ultimately what would be awesome is that the youth have such a great time responding to these challenges that they would put it out on their own social media right i mean instagram right. is awesome um, and the more that we can you know say that 
all of the cool stuff that happens in scouting is all stuff that's available to kids that aren't in scouting with a simple registration. There you go. Well, so just to put this one out there so it's all known, if you go to scouts.ca slash great8-challenge, that is kind of the home base for all of the Grade 8 Challenge stuff. You'll find the Week 1 contest there. Uh, the video is there. Specific breakdown of the challenges are there. The leaderboard will eventually be there. I see it's not online just yet. And, uh, you know, some notes on Les and his book as well. All of that can just be found. Again, that's at scouts.ca slash grade8, that's G-R-E-A-T, the number 8, dash challenge. I think it's also on that, like, the scouts.ca homepage banner that kind of filters through. Also that, yeah, but, you know, I just wanted to get the specific URL. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And this will all be in the show notes, so, you know, show notes. Better, yeah, and again, there's there's uh, the one other piece that I'm that I'm hopefully trying to get together. Uh, we're looking at that other tripod leg, so we've got the the kind of the planning and the scouter facilitation happening on the David Hustis Learning Center the week before, and then we have the going out and doing these awesome things and the do portion uh, of of the program, and of course reviewing with the youth, you know, at the end of the meeting or at the beginning of the next one for the next challenges super critical uh, from that perspective. But another piece of the review that, that I'm hoping to do, and together with uh, Timothy Fountain, uh, who is an amazing uh, behind-the-scenes guy so far of the virtual campfire, the one that made it look so amazing, that was Tim Fountain. Yeah. Uh, but him and I are going to uh, try something a little bit new. Uh, we're going to go live on the Facebook discussion group. Uh, so if you're not a member, or if you're a member of Scouts Canada, but not a member of the Facebook discussion group, go on over there. Uh, it's an awesome place to kind of get questions on pretty well anything you want. Uh, and I'll we're, uh, uh, we're see if I can to... slip a thing into the show notes as well here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great group. I think uh, I haven't looked at the numbers as, uh, recently, but you know, five six thousand people, something like that. Uh, um, all of which kind of you know active in scouting and uh, um, members of the organization. So the, a lot of questions on Beaver Scouts or program resources. Or you know if you've got you know certain questions on this or that, uh, or even just a fun place to to kind of hang out and share the amazing adventures that uh, uh, that you're doing. Um, we're hoping to go live. Uh, I think we're, we've picked Thursday night at 9:30 p.m. Eastern time, so a bit later in 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 Ontario, uh, uh, a little bit later still in Atlantic, uh, but hitting right around that sweet dinner spot hour uh, for our West Coast friends. Um, but it's kind of after all of the scouter development stuff happens. So you can still check out the David Hustis Learning Center and do the awesome content there. And then we're going to hopefully have a conversation about the previous week's challenge. So for this week, because we've got it, you know, the cat's out of the bag uh, or in the, the cook pot, depending on how <laughs> far out the feast is. Um, but we've got last week's was the scouter development on cooking and, and you know, that, that sort of feel. And then this week, we've got the challenge of cooking. And then next on Thursday, hopefully we're going to jump on live. Uh, we've got some panelists that are going to join us that know a thing or two about preparing food. Uh, at least, you know, not necessarily far out food, but preparing uh, uh, you know, culinary delights. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the cool stuff that we've seen. So we're going to be scouring social media and looking for that hashtag survive with less uh, and, and the Scouts Canada tag find kind of the best of the best that we can see throughout the week and pull it in and then bring in some experts to kind of decompress and talk about some of the awesome ways that the youth 
uh, have risen to the challenge. And so we're hopefully going to have a little bit of a discussion. And we'll be following the next eight, eight, eight or so weeks. Uh, I think we've got 11, 11 weeks total that we're going we're gonna to go live starting this Thursday uh, to kind of just test the format. And, uh, you know, we got to name this thing something. And uh, we don't really know what that is yet. We're going to go live this Thursday and, you know, chat with some people if, uh, uh, if, if they're online and, uh, and kind of you know, figure out some of the bugs, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. And then next week, uh, we're going to go live with the Star Out feed. So tag before then, and we'll get uh, uh, we'll kind of pull that content through and throw it to our panelists and have a bit of a conversation nice. about you know weird food and how how all of our youth have uh, uh, responded to the challenge. Awesome. Well, I think that's about it. So cool. and you've already put a bunch of shout outs out there. So I'll just also maybe add uh, as always our typical thank you to the folks at Scouting Radio for rebroadcasting our episodes to their worldwide audience. Um, if you're listening to us on the radio right now, let us know, reach out, get in touch. We would love to hear from you. Most of that's at the website these days, scoutingstuff.podcast.com slash contact or slash follow. Is it slash contact or contact us? Now I can't actually remember. Just scoutingstuffpodcast.com. The contact and follow links are in the header. There you go. You can also leave us a voicemail at the website, eh? And email still works too. Scoutingstuffpodcast at gmail.com or outlook.com. We're on social media. All of those links will be in the show notes. Mike, thank you for um, being able to pop in and bring this all together and to oh, put fine. a little challenge to me this week to get this episode out the door in the next mm, hour or so. Like I said, I haven't even challenged you to eat a bug yet. Yeah, well. <laughs> see, I've already done <laughs> all right, that. All right, podcast yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, I've already done that. So <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, that one's not so bad. But uh, cutting and editing an episode in an hour, I can do it, but uh, we'll see. I love it. I love okay. it. So, yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I got to say, usually this time here we're talking about popcorn, which is also still happening right now. But, that is I happening mean, right now. The challenge is super exciting. So maybe we can talk popcorn later. <laughs> yeah, well, because you know what? The program did change up a little bit this year. So I might have to have you back it's on. It's usually to... different. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and what, a, what a great what a great time it is that we have to pick and choose how awesome or what awesome stuff we talk about because there's just so much, so much changing and so much being awesome. <laughs> it's hard to pick it is true but yeah i could probably go on at least an hour about uh, uh, about popcorn but uh yeah so. well we might have to have you back for that in a couple of That's weeks okay. just to fill us in on the details because yeah. there was a lot that changed with the popcorn program this year and most of it i'm mm-hmm. really really glad for so same here same here so we'll put that as a as a maybe a teaser there stay you go tuned. stay <laughs> tuned okay well thank Thanks, you for your Ken. time thank you out there for listening and until next time be prepared mm-hmm.